I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like vacations? I don't know if it's really... Like trips with children. Yes, there you go. There's a correct phrasing. Yeah. Yep. So... So, So we each took a trip with a child... We did each take a trip with a child. I took number three to Washington, D.C., and you took number two to your sister's house and to go see some baseball. Well, I went to see the baseball. He went to see them, his cousins mostly. Yes. Yeah. And because you were supposed to be going for spring break, like leaving a couple days into spring break and coming back on the weekend after. Number three is in online school. And so we could leave a little bit before the break actually started with the understanding that if they weren't done with their schoolwork yet, they could continue while we were gone. And you only left a couple days before the break started. So Mm -hmm. yeah, unsurprisingly, they did do work, right? They did. It was kind of wild. But even before we left, you know, I had said, try and get ahead, try and get ahead. And they got a little bit ahead, but not as much ahead as they were supposed to. And so, you know, it was understood that they were going to have to do some work when, when we get to the hotel each night. And... Then as we're preparing to leave and I'm getting them, you know, to-do lists and helping them figure out how to pack because they've never done any of this before. Mm -hmm. And so I'm making them lists and I'm making them timelines and all of this for them. And and then you said that you were having a problem just before we left. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was having a problem. So I had been on the gel testosterone, I think, not quite two weeks I think so. I knew it wasn't going well. And so I decided to call my doctor and ask if we could do labs sooner. And I called and ended up leaving a message with some MA. And then I called back the next day because nobody had called me 24 hours later. And the one who answered said, oh, yeah, I see that you have labs available. They've been sent to the facility. So go ahead and do those so that when you talk to the doctor, you have something to talk about. Well, there you go. Yeah, perfect. That's what I wanted. I had to wait till the next morning because they were fasting. My decision was I was going to go do the labs and come back and give myself a jab because I was having a yeast infection. And that has happened before with hormone fluctuations. When your hormones get off, your nethers malfunction. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. So I did that and gosh, I'm, I'm not quite sure about the days, how the days were going. But so that might have been a Thursday because I know on the Friday, what I did was I contacted my doctor's office. The GP. Yes, my GP and yeah, the other doctor. The next doctor, next, next problem, next doctor. And I can do that through an online chat thing. And they said, oh, your doctor is not available, but this other doctor is available and can see you on Zoom in the morning. And it happened to be my GP. Yes. And it was Friday morning when I saw her. And it went really well. She was really easy to deal with. I got the impression, as I have before with some people who are very cis-het people, that they react to my presentation and not thinking much about, not just that I'm trans, but like she deals with men differently than she deals with women. Okay. I yeah. see what you're saying. That's what yeah, I'm trying to say. Yeah, she was dealing with you in a typically masculinely gendered fashion, which is very different from how she deals with me. It sure the hell is, because I know how she deals with you, because you come back and tell me <sighs> what she does. Half the time she's okay, and the other half the time it's like, because some some combination of being fat and being autistic means I am either dumb, lying, or both. Well, I'm a man, so I do not. There care. you go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Oh, my God. 
So I knew this about her, and I thought, well, this is really interesting, but okay, let's just get this done. And uh, she was really easy to deal with. Uh, she said, well, considering that you've had this experience before, I'm, I'm just going to roll with it and say, let's let's try an antifungal pill. And, um, you know, she prescribed me two of those, and she said, you take one as soon as you get it, and then if in three days the problem has not gone away, you take the second one. And that was Friday, and then by Monday, the problem had gone away. Between the jab and the antifungal pill, I was um, on the mend, thank goodness. Because if I was waiting for my doctor, I was still waiting. Right. And I knew my testosterone was not cool. And then you guys were coming home late Monday night. Right. And so while you're doing all that, I am shepherding a teenager. It's not quite herding cats anymore. But they had never been on a plane since they were like one years old. They hadn't been on a plane in their functioning memory. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I was anticipating, you know, I was kind of trying to inoculate them against anxiety because they get a lot of anxiety about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But most of the things are social. So I figured if I could inoculate them against flying anxiety that we would be good. So mm -hmm. as part of that preparing to leave, I was telling them, you know, some people get anxious about flying, they worry about plane crashes and stuff. And I gave them statistics and gave them physics lessons and, you know, all of the stuff that would help a logical, possibly undiagnosed autistic kid <laughs> recognize that this was a safe prospect. Mm -hmm. And they were fine. Good. Except when I had to manage them in the airports. <laughs> Oh. They were they were teenagerly. They weren't bad, but you know, everything was, oh, when are we gonna get on our next flight? When are we gonna when can I find where can I get a drink? Where can I get us chips? Can I have the child, you have a job, you have your own damn money, just go. Mm -hmm. I will be here. The plane takes off in half an hour. Did you make them use their own money to buy all their shit? Um, sometimes. In the airport, at least. I, I would offer them, in the airport, I would offer them like one thing. Like, I will get you a food and a drink. Mm -hmm. Because I'm also getting myself a food and a drink. Because our layovers were a few hours. Mm -hmm. And so I would offer them one meal. Right. Or meals worth of food. And if they wanted more, if they wanted something else, then they had to get it themselves. Mm -hmm. So that was that. Mm -hmm. And... And yeah, they were just, like I said, they weren't bad. They were just typically self-centered. Right. Why are we waiting in this place with nothing happening? Because the plane isn't here yet to take us away. <laughs> yes. Because the cheapest flights on our airline had a layover here for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. It'll be okay, I promise. It was. It was. We got there and our plan was that I would pick a few things and they would pick a few things. And each day we would do one of my things and one of their things. And then we would decide later, you know, after those two things, if we were overwhelmed and done for the day, or if we had seen something else that looked interesting and we wanted to go back out and do. And one night I almost went out to a jazz club and one night I almost went out to a drag show. And both nights I was just so... You were spent. I was spent. And so I just sat in the hotel and watched Star Trek with you on the phone or mm -hmm. played a video game on my computer or chatted on Discord or... Yeah. Yeah. It was not bad. Not bad at all. Very good. How about you? While I was there, you were... I was here managing a boy and yes. managing doctors, giving myself a jab, which is not usually... Usually I do your injections. Yeah. yeah. I just, because you can easily get wound up about things, like I'm about to jab myself with this sharp metal thing, um, even though I really need to. I just did a little bit of tapping and it was totally fine. And tapping is that mind-body yeah, uh, meditative um, practice that you do. Yes. So yeah, that was good. I felt better probably by the next day, by Saturday, I felt better mm -hmm. after the jab. 
Rehab and plus I already had the antifungal. A couple of our friends came by Friday night. Nice. And hung out for a little bit. And then, yeah, I was just kind of, there was not much to do. I mean, it was cold out. And the, the first couple days I had been dealing with so much discomfort, it just didn't matter. Right. What else was going on? But by, by Saturday, I started feeling a little better. And by that point, you were also starting to try and pack with the boy. And mm-hmm. your sister does laundry every day. So you didn't need to pack much. I didn't. And what I did with the boy this time is I put the suitcase down in the hallway, out, you know, outside of our room and his room. Mm-hmm. And I would send him to his room and say, bring me five pairs of underwear. Yep. Bring me three pairs of socks. Did he lose underwear there or did we end up finding them? Because he was saying, I couldn't find them. When we got back and when we unpacked, I couldn't find my underpants. He probably threw them away. <sighs> Fuckhead. Yeah, no kidding. Because so you you were coming back Monday night very late. And yes. I was leaving Tuesday morning very early. And by very late, I mean... You After coming, midnight. You were coming back at 12, only then you weren't because your plane was late. Yes. Well, it was supposed to be a little bit after 12 anyway. So it would have been after 12 by the time I got bags and got out to the car. Yes. But then it was even more after 12. <laughs> it was. It was by far much more. And then I had to be at the airport for a five o'clock flight. Yes. So we had a little nap and then you took me back to the airport. And I had bought him some headphones that go over his ears so that he wouldn't just play his noise and let everybody deal with it. Unfortunately, they didn't work. Like they wouldn't, the volume wouldn't turn up. It was really oh, aggravating. That's and I had him try them before we left, but apparently all he did was try them on. He didn't actually try them. He didn't turn them on and see if they go? No. Like you do when you try an electronic mm, device? No. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. That's what happened. Well. But we uh, we were at the airport, and I was sleep-deprived, and we did have, you know, pre-check line was easy, so. I was so pissed off. I did not have it because I was with number three, and number three did not have it. She should have. She should have. She hasn't flown in ages, and she has a driver's license. No, she doesn't. No, not a driver's license, a state ID. Sorry. Yeah. Because she had her own ID. I don't know if that might have affected anything. As a minor child, you can bring her with you anyway. Right. But my ticket didn't have it. So oh. I don't know if my that, KTN had not gotten plugged in correctly or what. Yeah. You have to check that when you check in the night before, you have to make sure yeah. that it gave you pre-check. If not, you have to fix it. So yeah. anyhow, we put our bags through and then he realized he had his phone in his pocket. So we put our phones in the little dog dishes and um, my bag going through, I had a little, I had a couple inches of water in my bottle that I forgot about. And he probably had an inch in his water bottle, but they pulled my bag out. And then the guy was like, oh, it looks like you had water in your bottle. You want me to throw that away? And I was like, sure. So then we left and then we were walking down, you know, towards our gate. And I heard the, the uh, speaker overhead say, if you left your phones at the security check, Oh, my god! <laughs> I turned to the boy and I said, dude, that's us. Aww. We were laughing because we were just, yeah. Because you're both sleep deprived. Well, <laughs> Everything's he's, funny. he's just deprived and I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> so he doesn't know what we're doing unless I tell him. And even then no, he doesn't know what we're doing. That's true. But we went back and got our phones and it was really chill at the airport at four in the morning. They didn't really check the weight of our bags. They didn't really check. I mean, the guy, did, I don't know if that was really what was setting off the, you know, mm-hmm. alarm on the, if my water bottle was a problem or not. And we went back for phones. He almost gave us our phones without asking us what they looked like. Oh. And then he started, and then he was like, wait a second. 
So yeah, they're all sleep deprived there too at that time of day in our tiny airport. And my sister was also sleep deprived when I got there. It was a bit like when I used to drive there and I'd be real, like I'd have been driving all night. Right. But she was sleep deprived because something her kids were doing, I imagine. I can't remember what it was. I was going to say it's probably something one of the kids did. Well, and one of them, the one that doesn't drive works sometimes until 10 or 11 and she has to go get him. Mm. But something might have woke her up, or I don't know. I don't mm. remember. So we got. I uh, I had brought with a plastic cover for the airbed because the boy always wets it, and some of those they're like doggy wee pads. Mm-hmm. But but uh, my aunt had given me them. She had gotten at the hospital. Okay. And that was helpful. So we made him a bed, and uh, he didn't wet his bed that night. My sister and I were amazed, and then that was the end of that. And uh, he wet his bed. That was the only night. Oh my God! Every night he wet the bed, and he'd just leave it there. And then he'd be out, gone with, you know, he'd leave with his cousin or something or go do something. And so we couldn't leave it there because it smelled. So we cleaned it up. And, um, but he wasn't checking in with you guys before leaving. He would just up and go with his cousins. Well, the first, the first day, of course, he didn't have this problem. So the next day the bed was dry and we were there all day. But the other days, my sister and I were leaving around 11 to go to games. Mm. And these kids would be sleeping. Because they sleep in and past 11 on, or even past 10 when you're leaving on spring break. Well, I would keep telling him, you should get up because you're going to want things. And mm-hmm. So when he left a wet pull-up on the floor in the guest bedroom where I was sleeping, I restricted all of his times on his devices. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, really? He said, well, I d- he didn't want to go get a bag because he was embarrassed. I said, so it's less embarrassing to leave a thing full of pee sitting on the floor? I mean, they everybody knows you need to do this. So get over yourself and get it done because now you're losing privileges. Right. And then twice he left poopy pants and with his clean stuff in the luggage. I mean, he was just driving me crazy. And, you know... In the meantime, the ball games were good. The weather was good. <laughs> the weather was. We good. just didn't know what he'd be, and he was so mad when I retracted all his stuff because he called me to get. He wanted PlayStation time, and my phone didn't want to load in that ballpark. And I said to him, "Oh well, I told you to get up before I left. You didn't. You know." He wrote me this long text about I was punishing him, and he didn't deserve to be punished. And Everything blah, blah, is blah, a blah, punishment blah, blah. at this age. I mean, mm-hmm. number three has said the same thing. I mean, not recently, but the whole idea of well, if you let me have it regularly and then you take it away, then it's not, you're telling me it's an entitlement, but I got used to having it. So not having it feels like a punishment. And then don't lose your privileges. How about that? Fuck. Guess what, kids? Parenting is a punishment. (laughs) So he was calling me at the ballgame. Then he wrote me a song text. I wrote him back. I said, you're punishing yourself. I told you to get up. You didn't. Yep. Find something else to do until I get back. And the something else to do would have been hanging out with cousins. But that only worked sometimes because sometimes they were not interested. They finally told their mother, uh, and I think that was only like Friday night or something. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to take him anywhere because he stank. Mm-hmm. So I went up and told him, and I said, you've got to take a real shower. And he says, well, I'm washing my hair. I, I said, you're not using your washcloth and scrubbing the dirt and germs off your body. Well, and that's the thing. If he says, uh, when we say a real shower and he says, I'm washing my hair. And I'm like, okay, but what about the other few hundred square inches of skin? Yeah, and the hair doesn't easily look clean either, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, his and his one cousin had to work. Mm-hmm. 
And the other one was on spring break, but his girlfriend was there. And they would take him somewhere, and they did take him with, and then they're like, look, he stinks, we can't do it. And they were they were too, they didn't want to hurt his feelings and tell him. I said, then they're going to feel bad that they can't take him anywhere. Yeah. So I went inside and I talked to him. Yeah. Because we were hanging out in the yard. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was nice out. And um, I said, look, man, your cousins don't want to say this to you, but you stink. And they've told their mother that. They've told your aunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you stink, and this is why you stink, and I'm going to tell you, and I really want you to listen. And that's when he's saying, I, I washed my hair. And see, I've <sighs> even told number three, like I've walked them through the process of if you don't get a chance to take a shower, then before you go to bed, you at least need to wash face, hands, feet, and anything that folds, as in like armpits, leg pits, any he, place that's going to be stinky, sweaty. He needs to he needs to take a shower in the morning because he's pissed himself. Yes, that is true. So when but he like, gets up, he just needs to get in the shower. The fact of, you know, pointing out what parts of your body need more scrubbing, what parts of your body need less scrubbing, the fact that you actually have to wash off your old deodorant before you put new one on or else it's going to stink. These are things that I don't think he's had. I don't think so either because, yeah. So we tried to address that problem. We did a little because they did take him on Sunday. They took him to an escape room with them. That's fun. It was fun for somebody. Apparently, he found it aggravating. He finds everything aggravating. Mm -hmm. Although he did say there was a door under a table and the door had a slide and it went down to another room and that was cool. So I I think that's what he said. So he'd want his when his younger cousin came home at night from work. By younger, you mean the eighteen-year-old, not the other adult. Yes, he'd want him to go out and do something. And sometimes he was going out to do something anyway. Yeah. And only one of the times he didn't take our child with because he was going out with some, you know, other 18-year-olds. and Right. They were going to do 18-year-old things. Yes. But he took him out other times or he just wanted to go for a walk or, you know, they, or they'd go play games. And the night before you guys were supposed to fly home. Yes. The night, the night before we were supposed to fly home. Number two goes outside at like 10 p.m. Says he's just going to go outside for a little bit to wait for uh, yeah. his cousin to get home. Yeah. My sister was sitting down on the couch talking to my aunt on the phone and uh, he was going out the door and she said to him, does your father know you're going outside? He said, yes. And I told him, you could, cannot go far. Do not go very far. You can go outside by the house, in the back, in the front. You can go outside, but don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And don't stay out there very long because teenagers, they just look like they're getting into trouble and they probably are. So he, he came back in pretty soon. And in the meantime, she had looked up that there, at his age, there is a curfew between 10 and 5, 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. So he shouldn't be outside. Right. Well, she didn't mention it to him because he came back in and right. she was on the phone. So later that night, she goes and gets her younger son from his job around 11, 11, 15. He comes back and I had told him to go to bed. Not that teenagers are going to listen, but right. he understood what I wanted him to do. Well. And apparently at some point in the wee hours, they went for a walk. And they went a little farther than usual. Now, this 18-year-old often, he doesn't drive, but he'll go to a nearby Mexican place and he can get food at the drive-thru because they'll do that. And they know him and he's been going there for years. Mm-hmm. A lot but, of places have rules against walk-ups at the drive-thru. Yes. Well, the burger place that they decided they wanted to go to did. Right. But they had walked to it and it was far. So they didn't want to just walk back and they didn't want to not have a burger. And um, they're white guys. So they were going to try to make people do things their way. So apparently his cousin, according to him, decided, I'll just stand here in the way and nobody can go through unless they serve me. Right? The fuck? Well, yeah. I don't think they stood their ground, but I think that was one of his ideas. But eventually, police officer is going to go through the drive-thru. And so the boy's cousin asked the police officer, hey, we, we have money. 
could you get us food? And apparently they had been asking everybody. And this is hilarious because only two white guys would think the police are out to help any fucking buddy. For anything they want. (sighs) Well, and not just that, but like out to help anything or anyone ever. Police are not their- police are not your fucking friends. No. Okay, sorry. Yes, they found found this out, but I'll get to that. (laughs) So apparently the cop said yes. Took their money. He went through the drive-thru and I don't know if he took their money. He said yes. He went through the drive-thru, got his food, pulled over and then detained them. And and there were more cops that came. So it could have been the place that called the cops. Could have been. It could have been. They were just, they were also hungry for a burger. Could have been. Yeah. But the police were not happy with these two hooligans (laughs) bothering people. At the drive-thru. And they, you know, our boy didn't have an ID with him. He, he used to have it in the back of his phone and he didn't have it. And I didn't worry about that because he was with, with me to get on the plane. He didn't need an ID. I can identify him or they can have him. Well. You know. <laughs> of course, his cousin did because he's 18. And they were questioning his cousin and him and thinking that possibly there was some kind of trafficking going on or something. Right. I mentioned that to my sister in the morning and she misunderstood me and she said, yeah, there's been some drug trafficking. I said, no, human trafficking. <laughs> like she, it didn't occur to her because well, she doesn't live in my she world. She doesn't live in that world. Yeah. No. She doesn't work with the segment of the public that you and I. Yes. So they, they did a lot of questioning. They put them in two separate squad cars, which is normal. And then they came to the house. Now, my brother-in-law was on call all weekend. He had the phone. He was on call. So it's it's probably 4.35 in the morning. I hear him talking. He's loud anyway. And I hear him talking through the house. And then I hear him talking outside. So I'm thinking he's going out to the truck and he got a call. Mm-hmm. And he has to go out to the truck to get something or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he does in the evening if a call comes. Right. He did that the night before. No, no. It, it's the police. They're at the door. And apparently they aggravated him too, but you know, that's, I think, also because his approach is the white guys. And so they're standing there and they're asking him if they know, you know, they gave his son's name. Do you know this guy? Yes, that's my son. Uh, do you have a nephew? Yes. His name is this. What's going on? Every time you ask him, what's going on? And I understand my, my brother-in-law's anxiety was a lot to do with recently my nephew, the same nephew, because he stays up all night and because he won't go to school and chooses the people he does to hang out with is not always in the best company. And so a couple of his friends have died recently. Yes. And then also he was in a car recently with some of the rest of them that apparently he didn't know was stolen. <sighs> from a relative of some person in the car and they crashed it into a wall and then everybody took off except him who called his brother to come and get him and then when his brother came the police were there and they both talked to the police. Right. So my brother-in-law was understandably nervous because the police officer's like, well, where do you know where they are? And, he, and my brother-in-law's like, well, last I knew they were sleeping. So no, apparently I don't know where they are. Right. If you're asking me. <laughs> So they released the kids to him. And my sister had gotten a text around 4.30 from my nephew from the squad car saying, we're okay, because they were on the way to the house. And So at least they weren't handcuffed and dude could get his phone? I guess, but they did handcuff him at some point. Okay. Yeah, because he mentioned that to his father, like right before we're going to the airport, somehow it came up. Mm-hmm. And then his father was mad all over again. Oh my God. And as soon as he started driving, he was ranting about the police. And? And I'm just like, I wonder if it's, you know, First time, huh? (laughs) 
Driving's aggravating you. Well, and like... Yeah, yeah, first it, time. You know, it, it reminds me of that meme. You know, you see it occasionally. It's a screenshot of a hanging and somebody's, you know, looking over at the other person and saying, first time, eh? And usually they'll be like people of color or queers or, you know, trans folk. And then like the other person is like white guys. Right. <laughs> or, you know, something like that. And it's it reminds me of that because it's like, oh, did you have to deal with the same shitty cops that the rest of us had to deal with? Yes. Oh, that made you mad. We're expected to hold our tongues and behave appropriately and show respect and not get upset and, oh, aren't you cute? (laughs) Yeah. So those guys were tired and certainly ready to take us to the airport when it was time. (laughs) And I was down for it too. I, I wanted to be at the airport early. I don't like Arizona traffic is really bad. It's like, you know, extended from LA or something. And I did, I don't like to be in that traffic and I'd rather just be early. That's fine. I get the, I get the sense that your brother-in-law was seeing our boy as a negative influence on his child. Although I think the two of them really just spiral. My my sister is very aware that the two of them should not be unsupervised. And I think my brother-in-law did say on the way when he started his rant, he said, we've told him, their son, now that he's 18, he is responsible if somebody is younger. It will be his problem. mm -hmm. So they understand it was his job as the adult quotations Mm -hmm. to be in charge of the situation. But he he also looks like a really skinny punk. And so his brother looks like uh, he belongs to the army like he does. So there you go. It would be a different situation, different interaction. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's also like when our child took off uh, a couple of years ago when we went to LA and, and to Galley and he took off and, and my work wife was here. Mm-hmm. At that time, she was still my work wife. And she but, had to but, call the police. Her dealing with the police is way different than uh, like I can deal with the police that way now. But she's just, she's very friendly with them and it's very easy for her. Mm-hmm. And she's practiced well, at it. Cops are her type anyway. I mean, she used to date, date some cops. So, <sighs> you know. She stopped that. But she doesn't have any problems with them. So, And they don't have any problems with her. Right. That's really the deal. Mm. They don't have any problems with her. So yeah, they meanwhile, any, they don't give her any problems. Your brother is the type to step into yeah. any situation guns blazing. My brother-in-law, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's not how you do it. So my sister and I, despite all that, did go to half of a ball game that day. Um <laughs> Because it would be relaxing for us, and we enjoyed it. We did leave early because of Arizona traffic, and we had to go from near the airport. Back to the house. Back to their house, which is our way. In good traffic, it's 45 minutes to an hour. Took us an hour. Get the boy and the luggage, because there's nowhere to put either of them while we're at a ball game except back at the house. And it's no fun to bring him to a ball game, but even if we could bring him, they have Jeeps, and so there's nowhere to put your luggage while you're you're at a ball game. Leave things in you, and locked down because there's no locking. They do leave things in their cars, but they don't leave much. And I can't leave my whole bag of luggage and my no. meds and everything Mm-mm. anywhere. That's you know? not a plan. No, not a plan. So yeah, we had to go back to the house, and uh, that that was good because we had time that I could get cleaned up and finish managing the boy. And so the boy, not having had a lot of sleep, even though I left him sleeping when I left because I thought let him sleep all day, I don't care. Right. 
You know, if he pees something, that's what he does anyway. And um, when I got back, he was in his cousin's room pestering him. He wanted to go somewhere. And I said, you did not take a shower. Your towel and your washcloth are still here. You need to take a shower. He says, we're about to take a walk. I said, you are not taking a walk. We're going to the airport now. You took a walk already this morning. Uh-huh. You're going in the shower because we're going to the airport. He says, I'll take a shower tomorrow. I say, you will take a shower now mm-hmm. or everything can go off. Was he adequately, like, did he understand that his choices earlier in the day slash week affected his ability to be self-directed in that moment? No, he was just mad at me that I was ruining his fun. And this I is- am the designated fun wrecker. Get used to it. I'm sorry, it's your turn. Mm. I mean, I had that job for over five years, six Mm. or seven, maybe. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, it's your turn. But like number three this weekend is fairly well running amok because I gave them a set of expectations and said, if you meet these expectations and complete these tasks, then you can be self-directed otherwise. And they completed the tasks and met the expectations. Then they can do the other teenage things. They can go and be as terrible of a teenager as they want to be. Yes. Well, there would be consequences under some circumstances. But yeah, when the boy said we're about to take a walk, I said, oh, you are not. No. No. No walks. No. And then he went in the shower and then he didn't use the washcloth. And I was so fed up with him. And he stunk when we when y'all got home. Like I picked you up in the car and it mm-hmm. took like maybe five minutes before I had to roll the windows down. Mm-hmm. And like I was trying not to because it was not that warm out. I was getting ready to get on the expressway, and and then you rolled the window down, and I was like, "All right." Yeah, yeah, he's impossible. He didn't want to put the pull up on. I made him go in the bathroom in the airport and put it on. Did you check that he had it on? Because that's the kind of thing you know, just like underwear, throw it away. When he got home, that's why he just was going to go to bed. And I'm like, "You sure that pull up is clean? Because you don't smell like it." Nope. So I needed to have a talk with him the next day. I tried to talk with him. It didn't work. He just wanted to yell at me about what things were my fault, whether or not they were. And I said, okay, well, if we can't come up with a solution, and I know that you know better, and I know that you can manage this better, I'm just going to restrict all of your time on all your devices. Right. Because you don't get teenage privileges if you are toddly, toddly. (laughs) (laughs) If you're toileting like a toddler, you do not get teenage privileges. So, And the thing is, like, he had handle on that toileting thing for about three days before he decided it was aggravating. Mm -hmm. And he didn't want to wake up in the middle of the night because then it took him too long to get back to sleep and that was aggravating. And so he was just going to go back to peeing his pull-up. He doesn't wear a pull-up here. He only wore one there because we can't get them because... When the doctor orders them, the insurance will cover it, but the pharmacy can't get them. So he doesn't have any here. He just pees himself. Either way. He had a handle on it for a few days, but then decided that managing it was aggravating because this is his word. Um, This is not aggravating. Right? I guess. So yeah, what I do with him during the school week is if he has a wet bed and typically he does not want to put his laundry in in the morning, I want him to at least put it in his bathroom and close the bathroom. Then I do not let him have his phone on until after school when he gets the laundry in. Mm-hmm. Like All I can do is not let him have extra things that he would have at his age. We can incentivize and disincentivize. Those are our only tools. 
Yeah, and he'll he'll have that tonight. He'll get mad in about an hour and 15 minutes when his game goes off because he lost. His game was going off at nine and it's going off at eight tonight mm-hmm. because I told him no more food or drink in your room because he left a juice bottle, granted with just a couple drops of juice in it, but the ants That's came. enough to bring the ants. Now the ants are in his room and I told him no more food items, food containers, any food type objects in his room. And I just cleaned all them carpets too. And he had an empty bag of candy in there. There wasn't his candy, by the way. Helped himself. Took your Robin Eggs candy. I'm not supposed to eat them. They have the malt ball center. Yeah, I ate a couple of them anyway. I It wasn't that I, I didn't want him to have any. I just didn't want him to have them in his room. Yeah, and that's the thing. Or to the eat other a whole bag of them. Being able to ask first before taking something. Like earlier, he came and he got muffins. And like he had asked for muffins, but he had asked for banana muffins. And his sister had asked for blueberry muffins. So I got each of them what they had asked for. But then he's just like, muffins. And he goes and eats the blueberry muffins. And then he yelled at you about those blueberry uh, ones. pointing from- out that he had asked for banana and his sister had asked for the blueberry. And how dare I point out that he shouldn't have the thing that he had not asked for. Yeah, he just wants to tell us all the time lately. I had the neighbor laughing last night because I brought the neighbors some citrus. From Arizona. Yes, from my sister's yard. And, yes. And the, there's a, what do you call it, orange farm. I guess it is. A citrus grove. Yes, down the path from her house. But um, I got oranges there and I got lemons and grapefruits from her yard mm-hmm. that I picked. And so I brought the neighbors some stuff. And when I was leaving the neighbor's house last night, he, he gave me a little flyer. His, his daughter-in-law was running for a local government position yeah, posi- of some sort, yeah. Small position. So yeah. he gave me a flyer. That's good. And I said, you know, um, I did show other people the letter and I tell people, just look at the website yourself. You know, I said, you can't tell people what to do, but you can let them look at it for themselves. And, and he says to me, you know, George, maybe that's my problem. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to tell people what to do. <laughs> and I said, yeah, well, so is my teenager. And he just started laughing so hard. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. That really is it. Well, speaking of telling people what to do, number three texted me today after they had gotten all the way across, like down into town to the other side of town and out a ways after that to their friend's house. I'm 45 minutes away. Can you bring me stuff? (laughs) Yeah, I forgot my PlayStation. Can you bring it to me along with a controller and some cords? And I'm like, no, sorry, I have other plans. (laughs) That was a good answer. And, I, I liked it. <laughs> and see, and the thing is, they just responded, okay, because they recognized that it was an unlikely ask, but it was worth it, the, worth the attempt. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to ask. And If so it was I their dad, he would have run it right over to them. <laughs> yes. And I think it's good that, you know, the kid has a sense of, I can ask and I understand when I'm told no. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the good things that came out of this trip, besides, you know, going and having some history learning, mm-hmm. was that they figured out that they could ask me for pretty much anything in the world. And I would just give them a straight yes or no. And if I told them no, they could negotiate. Mm -hmm. They could offer things in exchange for, or they could give their rationale. And sometimes it would change my mind and sometimes it would not. Which is a really good thing because that child often was deciding ahead of time that we would just say no and then making themselves miserable and mad at us. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like I remember it started with the chocolate some years ago. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we never ask- we never have any milk chocolate in the house. Would you ask us for milk chocolate? Well, no, because I, I you'll probably say no. Well, if you don't ask us, you don't know that. And, and your so brother very- asks for everything. Right? <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, that was that was that. And now we're getting ready to head them back to school. 
Yeah, my sister has one of each at her house as far as one that talks all the time and one that just gives you a look when you talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of funny. It is funny. So what was gendery about all of this? Like, You know, it seems like there's a, probably a few things that were gendery. I know like having to use a public urinals a lot was a deal because uh-huh. I did have a couple of snafus. And yeah, so that's a little bit harried. But, um, and you told me that one night, maybe it was your first or your second night there, that you had a, a dream that became a, not a nightmare, but just like a frustration because you were going to have something tattooed on your chest and then you couldn't remember what it was, but it was supposed to be really important in the like words. Oh yeah, I emailed that to you because I knew I'd forget and I did forget. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember what it was because there were words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My nephew, the one that's in the National Guard, he has a a tattoo on his chest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a very nice one. It's very American. So. (laughs) Dude has a MAGA hat hanging up in his room. I I can't. Yeah, it's a blue one. That's kind of And he doesn't put it on display. He just has it with all his other hats. Hmm. He doesn't wear those hats, so I don't know what the deal is. He's in the military, so who knows? He's indoctrinated, and his father is aware of how indoctrinated he is and does not like it. Well, that's good. So that's good. But back to the gendery things. Um, (laughs) Well, and I was growing my beard back, which made me feel a little better. And I think that's in part because it's not gray. My beard's not gray yet. My hair is. And I just felt very like I looked very old and washed out without any color on my face. My beard gives some color to my face. Your beard is still brown. The rest of your hair is very salt and a little bit of pepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as far as uh, gendery things go, there's a thing, I think we might have touched on it in another recent microphone time, that when I go to my sister's, it is it is very cis-het, you know, like thoroughly and utterly cis-heteronormative. And it can be disconcerting to all kinds of me. <laughs> yeah, okay, all parts, all different yeah angles. So... It's just, it's like being in a foreign country to me Mm -hmm. because I spent so many years in the land of the queer and I'm comfortable there and the people there are familiar and I like them. So yes, when I get around the other people, the cis hetero people, it can be very uh, frightening. And a lot of our friends are not, they might be cis, they might be hetero. They're not so normative, all of them. They have their different things, and yes. we're used to them. And The people that we choose to interact with who are happening to be, you know, cis or straight, the reason we can tolerate them is because they are not so normative. Yes. So I had this, I noticed that whenever I was going there, I was watching Queer as Folk. <laughs> and it was taking me years to watch it, because I would just watch it when I was there. But um, I must have mentioned it not too long ago in thought preparation for leaving, because you and I checked it out, and you didn't like it, but we, you did you did find uh, cucumber to be acceptable. I did find cucumber. Uh, the, the the UK queerest folk I found to be just a little bit too intense and too many unlikable characters. I I don't mind an unlikable character if they have like a good arc or if there's something useful to their unlikableness. You weren't finding it useful. I was not. No. I just found it annoying. I know too many of those people and I don't want to watch them on my television. <laughs> Well, I, I realized I was watching it only when I went there, and I hadn't even watched it in a couple of years because I hadn't right. gone there. So I finished it off while I was there this time. Good job. And I came home. I woke up, and I was trying so hard to wake up because I was so tired in the dream. But it was like I was on this... You know how some people live in really big houses and really big pieces of land mm-hmm. that are very suburban? Uh-huh. 
and they have pools and golf courses and whatnot. All sorts of shit. Yeah. So it was like that gated type community. Maybe there didn't even need to be a gate because it was so white peopled. <laughs> but, um, and the white people were like, I'd say they were possessed or like zombies, but they were just themselves, but they were chasing us down to, you know, probably kill us because that's usually what's happening in my dreams. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and it was terrifying and tiring, and I was trying to keep an eye on them and go through, I'd go through one door and there'd be like three more doors, and how your dreams start get, getting weird, and there's like a, just enough room for one door to open and the other door's there, and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but I was trying so hard to wake up. Escape and, Dream Logic has its own unique version of Dream Logic. Yes. Yes. I did finally wake up enough to sit there, but then I really had to sit there for a while. Take some rescue remedy. I really, Aww. I had to, yeah, because I wasn't capable of like walking the whole house like I sometimes do. Uh-huh. I was just so tired. Mm. So it must have been that same night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the cis hat people were crazy zombie Nazis. Mm. And uh, it was trouble. Well. Yeah, as crazy Nazi zombies would be. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gave me a bad nightmare. Yep. Too mm. much cis heteronormativity would do that to me too. That's yeah. why I don't hang out with those people. That's why I don't go to your sisters. I well, mad and because her anxiety is contagious. Well, and the dogs are noisy and the house is crazy. I mean, you know, like those dogs. The one of them's he's very cute, he's very sweet, but he carries his food in the bowl to the landing of the stairs, and then he dumps it out, and then the food is there for three days because if you put it back in, he's going to take it back out, so they just leave it there, and that kind of stuff is just you know I can put up with it if it's just me trying to manage myself and the boy, but then to have you dealing with that too, it's no good. Mm-mm. Yeah, and you don't need a ball game, so no, I don't need no a ball game, and you. I just got back from DC, so yeah, so you're 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 good there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so there won't be any of that for a while. Oh, God, no. It's funny because you uh, you texted me earlier today and said, my aunt's going to my sister's for a concert and they have tickets still available if you want them. We wouldn't stay there, though. We would stay at a hotel. <laughs> I was like, yes, we would. We, but- my aunt would be in the guest room, so there. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do about that because now the tickets have gone really up. Like more than double what they were. You should check on a different computer or a different browser and see if they're I'm not doing the same to. thing the airport do- or the airlines do. Yeah, I should do that. Okay. Yeah. Well, is there anything else for now, at least? I don't think so. Okay. I, I think that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Hi. (laughs) It picked up your laughing even if you decided not to make words. It did. It did. I see. The little lines. It takes them up better when you're actually pointing your face at the microphone. Well, then I was looking at the lines. <laughs> I know. Mm. Oh, hey, no fair. That wine is you already pointed, kicking in, man. You pointed that at me. I'm sorry. I didn't try to. <laughs> <sighs> Are we ready?
ready? Sure. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. The neighbor's dog barks at air. Yeah. They'll make her stop. They don't like it either. They will. But it might take a minute. It might. But. Yeah, so you were. You want me to wait? Please. My hand hurts. The boy not have having. Not, the boy. <clears throat> let me start that over. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.